not going Stay not safe Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state Ladies and gentlemen, your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today, and I got a good one. I got somebody who's one of my personal favorites, and I only discovered him about five months ago. Please help me welcome Slice Boogie to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, sir? I'm good. Straight Talk Wrestling. What's good? Slice Boogie is in a building. Talk to me. I'm talking to you, man. Queens. Queens, New York. Represent, right? Yeah, 100%. Not 92%, not 63%, not 11%, 100% queens. Absolutely. My dude, you uh, and me set this up right after your epic win at NWA Power. And I got to tell you, not only did I pick you to win, but I picked you to pin Jordan Clearwater. Is that visionary or what? I should have asked you for some sports bets. I just bet on the Knicks today. So hopefully I have the same psychic abilities that you do. Absolutely. That that match was incredible. I loved everything about it. The fatal four-way was insane. Uh, talk to me about being back on the first NWA pay-per-view. Oh, you're freezing up there a little bit. Can you hear me? Slice, I lost you. It was a big opportunity, man. You see me? Yeah, now I can. Now, now you're, Yo, you're good. Sorry. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Man. I'm, I'm at a friend's house in Atlanta. Like, my service is not good. But uh, NWA back for the attack, man. I was, I'm not going to say I was nervous because, like, this is what I'm a professional. But I was definitely eager to show a new audience what I could do, especially an old-school audience that appreciates wrestling but maybe hasn't seen somebody with the type of energy I'm bringing or even someone from my background. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm representing a whole different demographic, a younger urban market, Maybe an untapped market um, that people who like rap or like basketball, like that, that, that crowd who might have swayed away from wrestling, because we all used to love wrestling, Stone Cold in his prime, 98, 96, Monday Night Wars. But a lot of my friends who are from the hood who used to like wrestling, they tuned out. You know what I mean? When Cena was on top, much respect to Cena, Hall of Famer, they tuned out. You know what I mean? So if, if they could see somebody who dresses like them, talks like them, acts like them, on pay-per-view, maybe they'll tune in. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll think, oh, maybe what's going on in wrestling that they got a young hood dude getting mic time, getting face time, getting camera time. So the, the match, I was happy with it. Not as easy as I thought it would be. But at the end of the day, it's all about the W. That's all it's about. And, and as long as people are happy with it, people were entertained, I did my job. Oh, you 100% did. I was so excited for that match. I was excited for that pay-per-view. That pay-per-view was one of the best that I've seen all year. And I'll put my stamp on that. I love the NWA. I love that old school feel like you were talking about. And I love seeing these younger talents getting those pushes. And that fatal four-way showed us what's next in line 
for NWA. And right after you won that match, there's only one opponent that I could see you going toe-to-toe with. And that's Pope for that world television title. That's got to happen. And if that doesn't happen, like I tweeted before, if you don't win, we riot. If that match doesn't happen, we should riot. Because you versus Pope, that's a five-star match all day long. Yeah, um, I was watching him all... I was watching him all week, uh, and he didn't have a bad match. Very smooth. Very smooth in the ring, athletic. I probably have him as far as the power is concerned, but uh, he's probably a little more athletic than me. Obviously, he has the experience, but is he as mean as me? Not even close. So I think that would be a real good matchup. Two clashing personalities. He's a real smooth guy, you know. I, I'm, I'll lose my temper before he would. But I think it would be real good, man. They put me up on that podium let me talk my talk. Uh, I think we can make we can make some history if that comes down the line. Absolutely. And that's a match that if that comes down the line, you know I got you. I'm all over it. I'm promoting the shit out of it to make sure everybody is tuning into power on Fight TV. But as I said at the top of the show, I discovered you about five months ago. And that was at your match with Davey Boy Smith back in December 2020. Uh, I'm a big fan of Davey Boy. He brings that old school feel in his lineage. He's a legacy in this business. And you went toe-to-toe to him. And I love that. I mean, it didn't go your way. You lost via the running power slam. But still, that match was pure power versus pure power. And I loved every single minute of that. So talk to me about that. Because, I mean, you've only been in the business now for about two years. But getting an opportunity to go at somebody like Davey Boy Smith, who's honed this crap, who's made success in MLW, made a success on the indies, made a success all over WWE where he got his start. And you're going toe-to-toe with him. And not only did you go toe-to-toe, but you had some close falls. There were some close two counts. You really had him on the power game. And he seemed to be a little bit surprised by you. You went in there, though, as a professional, and you handled your business. But talk to me about that match. Uh, I'd say as far as, like... As far as just from a pure wrestling standpoint, he was probably my toughest opponent. He's been wrestling 20 plus years. His, like his lineage speaks for itself. You know what I mean? It's one thing to wrestle like Nick Gage. I wrestled Nick Gage, who was doing very well for himself, who was a hardcore, crazy guy. One thing for me to wrestle him, which is more a test of toughness. You know what I mean? A test of how crazy can we be? Versus wrestling Davy Boy, who probably knows every hold, every counter, every trick in the book. Not to mention 6'5", 270, 260, monster of a man who could rip your head off. It was a good test for me, and I think it also showed people that I belong in the ring with these type of guys. They have more experience than me, but am I coming out here on TV or on pay-per-view or wherever you, you see me, am I coming out here wrestling like I've only been wrestling two years, nervous, messing up, you know what I mean? Not doing what I'm supposed to do or am I coming here bringing the fight and fighting for my life? Like I, I need to win these matches. I think it was a big test for me to show that I belong with pros. I belong amongst the pros. Do I, do I deserve a title shot? Do I deserve to win a belt right away? Maybe not, I, but I'm gonna show you why, why I'm in this business. I'm gonna show you why they got me on TV after I've only been here two years. There's people who've been wrestling 20 years. They might know how to wrestle, but are they bringing it all together? Do you want to watch them? Do you want to watch them versus Davey Boy? Maybe not. Uh, But once you you start seeing me in the ring with these people, you're going to be like, oh, I want to see more of this guy. I want to see what he could do against a Nick Aldis. What could he do against a Trevor Murdoch? What could he do against Elijah Pope? You know what I mean? What would happen if he got in the ring with these guys? 
Would he lose in three minutes? I don't think so. I think Nick Aldis might take this guy lightly and the mean streak will come out of him when Nick Aldis will have to step his game up. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll surprise Nick Aldis. Maybe Pope would think he's faster than me and maybe I'll surprise him. Maybe I outsmart outsmart Trevor Murdoch. You know what I mean? These things could all happen. And I just think I want I want to get the wrestling fans excited and I'm getting the opportunity to show who I am, to show my attitude, and also to show my wrestling and in a professional package. And you know how the NWA, we're not like all the other companies. There's some differences, you know what I mean? Maybe not as as flashy or high octane, you know what I mean? We we want to let things sink in. But everyone in this company has the ability to do what you see in the other companies. You know what I mean? I bet I bet the I bet Trevor Murdoch could do a picture perfect moonsault with, with his eyes closed. But does that mean he's gonna do it every match? No, you know what I mean? Telling different stories, NWA. That's just how it is. But I appreciate it. I'm learning it the right way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, you are, you yeah. are, you are, you are learning it the right way. You are killing it the right way. And I'm excited for what the future holds for you. And you also cut that amazing promo at this past week's power. I loved every minute of it. And the, the future is only bright for you. So I have to ask, have you had conversations with Billy Corgan since the return of power and what the next steps may be for Slice Boogie? Not yet. Not yet. I've not spoken to him directly. I, they're still wrapping a few things up. Um, but from my understanding, there's some things developing. You know what I mean? You might see me on that podium in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Because I got a backstage interview. That's all fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you put another wrestler across from me on that podium? I think y'all going to see, when I talk my talk, it's must-see TV. So in the next few weeks, you might see me on that podium. And I, and I, there's, a, there's more matches from, of me coming up. I'm, that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil you anything. I'm not done wrestling for NWA. I'm not a one and done. I'm not a two and done. I'm not a three and done. You're going to, I got a couple more matches up the pipeline. And I think maybe once these matches come out, maybe Billy, we will, we'll start to figure it out. You know what I mean? But I'll be, I'll be, I'm be in the next, the next few months, month or two of NWA. And then we'll figure out what's down the line. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, you are going to be my second interview in May when it's dropping. Uh, so we have some time, obviously, to see more of you and see what you're going to do. But um, one thing I am really excited about is um, I want to go back to the beginning. I want to go back to, I mean, that defining moment that you fell in love with this business. And I don't ask this question too often, but in doing my research today, there's so many layers to who you are as a person and where you developed this great character that you got going. But I know you were trained at the Santino Brothers uh, Wrestling School. I know that you, yeah. that's where you honed your craft. And you mentioned earlier in the interview that a lot of your friends, they checked out. After the Monday Night Wars and all that, the Attitude Era, they checked out, but you stayed relevant. So what was it about the business that kept you coming back? No, I, no, I definitely checked out, too. Okay, okay. I checked out, I checked out too. Um, I always loved wrestling, but when I was little, and I, I would never, I would wrestle outside in the parks, like in the projects, they have like a rubber mat, so you could do some moves without dying, right by the slide, jump up the slide, elbow drop, but I never thought I could be a wrestler. You know, I wanted to go to NBA my whole life. So was I good enough to make the NBA? Hell no. 
I, I didn't I, I didn't even get a D one offer. You know what I mean? I had a couple like a D two, D three offers, but D three you got to pay your way anyway. You know what I mean? And I got into some trouble, but I I my main focus was on basketball. I would I would watch wrestling every now and then. You know, like Undertaker's WrestleMania matches. I'm not gonna miss those. You know what I mean? Shawn Michaels Flair, like the big matches. I would watch it every every now and then. But it wasn't until Okada versus uh, Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom that I started tuning all the way back in. You know what I mean? Well, I started, but I, it opened my eyes. Like, what the hell is this? I've never seen a match like this. I would, wa- I, I, I would watch, you know, King's Road, All Japan. I was in tune with Japan, but like New Japan, that's a different, different ball game. You know what I mean? So I started falling in love with wrestling then. I was like, wow, what's going on? And, um... I just started working out, cutting promos with my friends, shooting, shooting the shit. And I decided to like, go train. Let me just do a one-day class for fun. You know what I mean? What's the worst that could happen? I, uh, I'm not good enough to be a wrestler at 32, 33. Big whoop, you know? But I was the best one there. Like, as far as I can't even give you a defining moment when I fell in love with wrestling as a kid because it was always on the TV. Always on TV. Whenever there was wrestling, it was always on the TV. Saturday, Sunday, and it was WWF, it was WCW. It would be sometimes like Telemundo, Univision, those are like Spanish TV. It would be like Lucha Libre sometimes. Not that I grew up on that, but it was just always on. My brother would, would have it on, and that's what I fell in love with, you know? That and, you know, Saturday morning X-Men. You, you would watch X-Men or whatever, Saturday morning cartoons, and WWE would come on right after in the afternoon. So, like, I, I was locked in. It's always locked in. Absolutely. And you mentioned X-Men. So, I mean, I, I know what your Saturdays were like. They were built around the same schedule as my Saturdays were. Grab a bowl of cereal. You had X-Men. Then you had a little of the, uh, uh, I guess you say the tween TV. You had your safe by the bells, your hang times. And then you'd switch right yeah. to wrestling at noon. Yeah, you got it. You got the schedule yeah. down, down perfect. I'm showing my age. because I don't know. Uh, they've been, like, They've been saying that, like, I'm a young, up-and-coming talent, but I'm not really, like, young. You know what I mean? It, I'm just young in my career. But you see the way I'm handling myself out there. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm yeah. not – I don't know how old Jordan Clearwater is. He's not older than me. I know he doesn't have life experiences like me. Much love to him. Congratulations to him on his debut. But I'm not a young – I'm not a baby. Like, I, I, I'm – you know what I mean? I'm exposing my age. That's I, okay. I was, I'm 37. We good. We in the same age group. We in the same age group. 80s babies, man. 80s That's babies. It. The best generation. The best generation. We grew up with that Most 90s best. hip-hop. We grew up with all the good stuff, man. All the good stuff. But I want to oh, talk yeah. to you about the evolution of Slice. The evolution of the character. Because the one thing that I noticed about you, like during that match with Davey Boy, and I have to go back to that because that was a moment for me. That's when you won me over as a fan. After that, I was all in. I was like, I'm, I don't know who this guy is, but I got to get on this train. I got to figure out who he is, and I got to find as much available content as I can. And I found some other great matches of yours on YouTube, clips here and there, snippets and all that kind of stuff. And then when I knew you were going to be at back for the attack, I was like, yes, this is incredible. This is what we need. We need that. And I, the three things I noticed about you, intensity, the way you carried yourself, the professionalism that you handled yourself with, and the fact that you could handle your business in the ring. And then on top of that, you got the promo skills. You literally are the whole package. And that's why maybe 32, 33, you might be showing your age. But the fact is, from a longtime wrestling fan like myself, 30 years, and I never really checked out. There's maybe a couple months here and there where I didn't watch. I took a break. But I've always been in. 
And um, to see somebody like you coming in with that realness to it, that's what I love about wrestling. And there's no better fit for you than the NWA, because as much as the NWA has great promos, it's all about the storytelling in the ring. It's all about that, that art form in the ring that a lot of people don't get. If you're not a wrestling fan, you don't know. But if you are, you understand and appreciate everything. And that's a credit to you. And I, I promised myself during this interview, I would tell you that. So much love and respect to you for that. And the way you came in, the way you're handling yourself and the way you're just, I love the intensity, man. You go in with no fear. You could be staring down Tyrus and you would not have a fear. You'd have a grin on your face. Like, yes, let's dance. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like that's how it has to be. You know, when we when grow up in the streets, you can't show fear no matter who it is. If you're going to fight somebody that you know knocks everybody out in the hood, you can't show him that you're scared of him, you know? Even if he does knock you out, but you can't show it. You can't show anybody that you're scared. I treat it the same way in wrestling, you know what I mean? It, no one wants to see a coward, you know? And if they do, he's a laughing stock. And it, or if you want to act like a coward to trick somebody in mind games, that's all fine and dandy. I've done that before, you know? I've faked a knee injury. You know, ref had to step in guy pushes the other wrestler back wrestler comes to see what's going on you know i wasn't hurt i won the match just like that i had no problem outsmarting somebody but i'm not showing fear i'm not showing fear and if, if i do show fear i'm probably just playing head games so uh i i feel like you have to be intense and santino bros they tell us man once you once you go step through that current it's fucking game time it's game time and a lot of people they forget that they, they forget it they worry about the fucking arm drags more than the characters. We want to see characters. You know what I mean? If you're watching Bloodsport or something like that, Bloodsport is all in ring. Maybe you could tune out with your characters. We want to see shoot style wrestling. That's fine. You know what I mean? But if you're coming to see a pro wrestling match, especially somewhere like NWA or wherever, you want you want you want the characters to make everything else matter. You don't, the moves don't make the character matter. The, the, the character makes the moves matter. And that's wrestling. I 150% agree with you. That statement is the, the truth of the business through and through. But character development for you, I mean, it must be easy. I don't think there's any layers to slice and a difference between you and slice. I think slice is you through and through. And it's not turned up to 10. That intensity's always been there. So I think when you come out as slice, we're getting it. Like right now, talking to you, I'm getting sliced. I'm not getting anybody else. And I appreciate that. I really, really do. I mean, it is me. Like, so I never had to go. I never had to figure out a character at wrestling school. You know what I'm saying? I never did. There's people going to multiple characters. They think they have it all figured out. And then the trainers be like, this is shit. This sucks. What are you doing? Whereas when we, once I, like within the first few weeks of wrestling school, I started getting comfortable. So I would talk shit during the match, during our training matches, during training, and I would pop the trainers. They would all laugh. So they told me, do more of it. So I would just talk. I would diss people. I would insult people during the match, in between. And, but, and that's just mean. That's just how we are. Like We call it ranking in, in our hood. We'll rank on each other. We'll make fun of each other. You know, and it's not with malice intent. I'll make fun of my friend. I'll make fun of my friend's hat. You know, he'll make fun of my jeans and, regular hood shit so if i could input that in my, into wrestling i'm not overthinking i'm not trying to be a fucking astronaut or a cowboy or a, something that i'm not out there i'm just being me and i think people are starting to notice that you know 
people are starting to notice. Obviously, Slice Boogie is a little more. Slice Boogie is me off of like half a bottle of Henny. You know what I mean? Turned up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Once people get to know me, I'm probably a little more silly. I'm like people I'm closer to. I'm a little more silly. I could be a little more lighthearted at times. But if you don't know me and I'm outside and I'm drunk off Henny and you see me on the blog, that's me in the wrestling ring. 100%. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. So the, there hasn't been much development. Obviously, I don't, people, you know, in this day and age, do you lean heel? Do you lean face? Some people would see me as a bad guy, but some people can't love, they love to hate me. Like they root for me as a, as a heel. Whereas I'm, I don't think I'll ever be a white meat baby face, but maybe I'm still learning how to garner compassion, but that's not really my style. You know what I mean? But as far as the characters, like I'm, I'm still learning just how, how to be a little more on the face side of things. But that'll come with time, you know. That'll come. That'll just it'll come. It will. It will come for sure. But also too, there's nothing wrong with being the antihero. You could still be dark. You could still be that heel side of stuff. But you could still you can walk that line, that balance, if you know what I mean. I feel like that's who runs wrestling now. Anti ever since Stone Cold made it cool, like it was like, I don't want to root for this corny guy, you know, that might this guy looks like he'll snitch on me at work if I you know what I mean? If I took a paper clip. Like, look at this guy. This is the baby face. No, this guy is a fucking kiss ass. I don't want to root for this guy. I want to root for the guy that told the boss to go fuck himself. That's who I want to root for. Cause I wish I could do that. I wish I could talk to people the way he does. I wish I could tell people that I don't like go, to go fuck yourselves. And Slice Boogie will do that. So that that's why um, it, it's just, I feel like I'm leaving it up to translation. Obviously, TV and this and that is different things. Mm-hmm. People have plans for you. But I've always appreciated Antihero, man. I always, even you look at Dean Ambrose right now. Um, Sorry, John Moxley, what he's doing to AW. Like, he's not like a friendly, nice guy, you know? But he's like a, he's kind of like an anti-hero. He does things his own way. He's losing his mind. Like every major company has anti-heroes right now. And um I can't think of any like it's hard for a white meat babyface nowadays, man. Maybe for a woman, a white meat babyface women, women's wrestling, I think it's a little different, you know. Um but even then, you know, Becky Lynch, anti-hero. <laughs> She had like the best year, like what, two, three years ago? Like that was her year. So I don't know. I think character-wise, just it's just all types of things. Like, like, uh, like, who's the only like what white me baby face do you think is like really over? I would I would say Orange Cassidy. He's kind of like a white me baby face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Orange very, Cassidy. Very hard. Sure. It, it's very hard to pull off in this day and age. Very hard. So kudos to him. Absolutely. You're right. Um, uh, the baby faces, Orange Cassidy would be the only one. If we're going to talk WWE, uh, I would probably have to say it's really hard, man. It's really, I would probably have to say Drew McIntyre because he's not really a bad guy. He's a straight good guy. So he is over, uh, even though he's going up against Bobby Lashley. He's always back and forth. Yes, you're right. You're right. He walks that line. So you know what? Other than Orange Cassidy, the straight up baby face, I cannot think of anybody else. You're, you're right. You're right. I got to yeah, give the devil right. his due on that one, man. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah, as far as like women's wrestlers, white me baby face. I don't know why I just thought of like Kylie Ray, even though I think she's coming back. Maybe not, but like she was like a pure white me baby face, who was doing pretty well for herself. 
True. Kind of like Bailey was before she turned heel. But so. even still, now we can't say that anymore because Bailey's now walked the line. She's gone heel. She's gone face. She's gone heel, right? She's succeeding in doing both, but she's like such a good wrestler. So it's crazy, man. It's, it's Some people, are in, they're able to walk those fine lines. Kudos to them because everyone can't do it. Some people cross over and career over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I could think of some careers that have went downhill when they tried to do the crossover and some careers that when they did it. Uh, look at John Cena, right? John Cena, he stayed stagnant. He never really progressed. Once he hit that good guy side of stuff, he stopped. Everybody forgets he was a heel because he was a good guy for so long that it didn't matter. And I don't think that you have to worry about that because I think your progression is going to get better. And you mentioned so many amazing names like you and Trevor Murdoch. That would be a great match. But you and Nick Aldis, whew, that's another level. But I feel like, talk to me about back for the attack for a second before we get into Nick Aldis. Because I feel like everyone there really put on a show, especially for Joseph, especially for Question Mark. Everybody went a little harder that day to try to steal the show because of what it represented. It also represented the return, the rightful return of one of the best promotions in wrestling. And I've, I've stated that since power started. I have been firmly behind the NWA and what they are doing. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I didn't know him personally. I didn't know Joseph as personally. I never met him. But um, from my from my peers, like uh, Brody King, I'm very me and Brody King are close. Um, when he passed, we were working out together. I was like, wow, look at this guy pass. And and Brody's like, yeah, I met him, man. He's like a really good dude. And you know, Brody's a good dude, and I trust his judgment with people. We're kind of, we kind of have the same judgment with people. We don't like the same people and we do like the same people. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I, I just felt bad, you know, just death is not stopped. And death is during like, think of Brody Lee. Think about all the wrestlers we've lost. Think of all the people we've lost, not even wrestling. Just during this year, you know, terrible. Um, so the mood there, it was pretty, it was, it was just, I feel like NWA, everyone is not trying to outshine each other. You know, oh, we're working collectively to put on a product, put on a good show together. These guys are pros. A lot of these guys, ex-WWE, you know, they 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 know how to, they want to, like I was talking to um, Aaron Stevens and he's telling me, we, a real pro is trying to make the other guy look good. Mm-hmm. And when, when that's infectious, you know what I mean? When something like that is infectious, the show is going to be good, you know? It's not going to be inconsistent. It's not going to be, oh, these guys did way too much. These guys did way too little because we're working together. And um, it wasn't until the show wrapped up that you you saw people crying backstage. You know what I mean? After the Josephus tribute, people were crying backstage. And, you know, it, it lets you know, like, this, this guy was really well-liked, really loved in that locker room and that he was he was a good guy, you know? There's people who are assholes, there's people who are good guys, there's people, but this guy was not, I, I, no one had anything bad to say about the guy, so it sucks, you know? So I wish I would have got a chance to meet him, chop it up with him. I, I was trying to talk to as many vets as I could for input, but, you know, it, I feel like the consensus was that the pay-per-view was good. You know, people were pleased. Everyone's always going to nitpick, you know, but I feel like people were pleased, and uh, the fact that it was for josephus and if you look at that all the stevens match what a match you know what a match it's a good wrestling match uh that's a pay-per-view main event 
right? Like you see, it's like you, you see Stevens doing these things. Like I didn't know he could do that. Yeah, he could. He could probably do it all. You know, maybe he can't do a six thirty, but he could do it all. And when 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 he wants to when he wants to wrestle, he's gonna wrestle his ass off. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that for Josephus. You know what I mean? I, I think he did it for him. So it was, I, I was, I was, I was like honored to be a part of that show. One hundred percent. And uh, again, um, to all those people who are going to nitpick, uh, I have one thing to say. Actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to quote one of our favorite wrestlers. It's going to go right there, double middle finger, because that pay per view was stellar. The price point was excellent, and I was thoroughly entertained for two hours. And you can't ask for more than that. Every match on the card I enjoyed, every match on the card I was pleased with, and every match on the card was incredible. And the Nick Aldis match and Stevens match, Aaron Stevens match was absolutely special, but that's because both of those guys are special. But it didn't outshine the whole card. The whole card collectively worked, like you said. And I, I think that uh, everyone, after once the emotion set in and uh, Joseph was gone, but I, I want to quote one of my all-time favorite rap songs. And it's by um, the lead singer of Linkin Park when he did his Fort Minor side project. First breath in and the clock starts ticking. There is no, there's no stop. That's literally when the watch starts. The minute a baby inhales their first breath, the clock starts ticking. So we only have till we're supposed to have on this earth. And then we go to the great beyond. And it's what you do here that counts. Reputation counts. And we saw that with the respect and the tribute for question mark, Joseph's. Um, everything that was done for him was done out of respect, love, and uh, appreciation. And that's what you want to leave the earth here. When your time is done in the ring, you want to be able to walk out the same way you walked in, with your head held high, no regrets, and that you had a great career and you were a pro. And I think you've got all the makings of those things. But now I got to talk, because now you put the idea in my head, Nick Aldis. I got to talk about that. If you and Nick Aldis ever have a chance to dance, and that's what I call wrestling in the ring. It's dancing. It's an art form. It's two people going at each other, and ring chemistry has to be there. But I think both of you can have that chemistry with one another. At the end of the day, how much would it mean to you to fight for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship if the opportunity presents itself? I mean, that, that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my trainer, Joey Chaos, he says, if, you don't, if you're not in this business to become world champ, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's, that's what he would tell us when we start, you know, when we debut, when we're, when we're a couple months in. If you're not in this business to become the world champ, get the fuck out. I, um, do I deserve Nick all this? No. You know, you got to earn these matches. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then he might throw a bone. He might throw a scrap and give someone an opportunity. But I would, that would be one of my dream matches. You know what I mean? Do I deserve it yet? Am I ready for it yet? Who knows? But um, the, the goal is always to be world champ. And that belt... Someone like me, where I'm from, to hold that belt, it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Um, but I'm I'm sure Nick right now has bigger fish to fry, and I have to I have to climb those the rankings. I have to earn it. But yeah, man. I mean, what do you how do you think that'd be a good match? I mean, it's he's he's a pro wrestler. He's a pro's pro. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that match would be five stars, man. That's a five star match. Fuck it. That's a 10-star match, Ten 10-star match. I don't know, man. I just know he's a pro's pro, and uh, I would just have to be as mean as possible 
try to break him down, try to try to. He, he's been wrestling way longer than me, but that means his kneecaps, his elbows, his back took way more damage than mine. So it, it would be it would be like a dream match, like I said, man. Looking back, it's not like I'm at a company where some of the guys I look at, I'm like, eh. And then some of the guys, I'm like, oh, I have a match with them. Like, look at this pros here, you know? Another guy who I would like to have a match with is Darren Young. You know, this guy is, I think he's one of the best sellers in wrestling. He's, his, his, the way he sells is incredible. I'm like, look at this guy. Like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of, there's a, I'm excited about wrestling people at that back, backstage, man. There's a lot of names. And I'm going to learn from all of them, you know? Who, who, who's back there with two years' experience? Only me. <laughs> Only me. Everyone else has been there and done that. I was, whole weekend, I was chopping it up with Austin Idol. You know what I mean? That's nuts. NWA legend. We're going over promos, just talking and shooting shit about life. I told him one of my dreams is to own a pizzeria, and he, like, he owned the pizzeria for like 10 years. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, you live my dream, Austin Idol. He's like, nah, baby, you just found your dream. Yeah, he, it was incredible experience, man. This past, like these past few days. Okay, so now you've now you've got me because I'm I love pizza. I, I mean, you can tell I'm a bigger guy. I love my pizza. Pizza snob too. Like, uh, I, if there's one thing, if there's one thing, like where I act like I, I'm too good for that, I'm too good. It's pizza. Nothing else in this world, but like. Don't, don't come up to me telling me that you want to order pineapple on pizza, Domino's. Like, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to be offended. Like, we can find better than that, baby. We can do better than that. Times ain't that rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is your go-to pizza topics? Before we get back to wrestling, what is your go-to pizza topics? If I'm going to judge a pizzeria, I'm going plain. Okay. Cheese slice first. Okay. Then I'm going to, then I'll go pepperoni, you know, classic. And then usually, maybe I'll go mushrooms. It depends how I'm feeling. I'm not a fan of pineapple. I, I'll eat it, but I'll never spend my money on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm never going to spend a penny on pineapple pizza. If, if it happens to be there, I'll eat it. You know, the Hawaiian and all that. But I'm not a fan of that, man. Uh, I, I'm willing to try almost anything. And I, when I open up my own pizzeria, I have crazy ideas. But I'm not going to. That's down the line. Like, that's like retirement you know what i mean i hear you and listen but, i don't want you i don't want my opinion your opinion of me to change i do like hawaiian pizza it actually is my go-to pizza but my wife your go-to pizza oh nah hold on now hold I'm on put, i'll put you in a sleeper hole right now <laughs> okay okay where, where, are you from, though? where are you from though i'm from toronto ontario canada okay so you get it you kind of get a pass you kind of get a pack. But my knows? wife is my wife is full Italian. Oh, okay. And my wife has actually changed my palate when it comes to pizzas. One of our favorite pizzas where we order, it's from a local place here in Brampton, where I'm actually from Brampton, which is just outside of Toronto. It's called Gusto Pizza. And this is the go-to pizza. It is prosciutto, roasted red peppers, okay, okay. and bocconcini cheese. And that shit, it's a soft mozzarella. It's a soft, okay. wet mozzarella. But, oh, okay, my God. Okay, okay. That's the pizza. Red sauce, obviously. Right, red, red, red tomato sauce, but roasted red peppers, prosciutto, and the and the bocconcini cheese. Whew, change your life. Change your life. Oh, yeah. Especially if, if the peppers are charred a little bit. Oh, yeah. Get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
You got. I mean, I'm from New York, man. You, I'm sure you, you, if you, I'm sure it's good in Toronto, but if you come to New York, the pizza is dumb. It's not. It's not hype. It's not. It's not fabrication, man. We got New York has the best pizza. I live in LA and it's rough. You know, I have some places that are cool, but I go home. And I just eat pizza and Chinese food until I can't breathe because it's not like it anywhere else. You know. Absolutely. Well, when it, when the borders open, I'm gonna have to take you up on that. I'll have to meet you up in New York. And you'll have to give me the uh, the pizza tour, the pizza 101 psychology, if you will. You have to give it to me. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so one of my final questions that we're going to wrap it up. Um, the Forbidden Door, that's been opened. Everybody knows what it's about. We've got Impact crossing over with AEW, AEW crossing over Impact. We've also had some NWA stars on AEW, and they've represented the titles. Thunder Rosa was one. Serena Deeb currently out with an injury. She's another. We've seen these stars. We've seen these doors. If the potential to be part of the forbidden door was available to you, would you take that opportunity? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Kenny, Kenny Omega is like the reason I like went, I, I even just fell in love with the sport again. So why wouldn't I, even if I don't, I, I think that's my dream match that him or AJ, you know, those are my dream matches. Like if I could pick any two, but I would love it. Yeah, I would love it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy that it's happening like this now. When you look at it, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, New Japan, AW, Impact, all these companies, it's, I would love it. You know, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to limit myself, but that NWA roster is loaded enough. But if you're talking to AW and all these other companies, yeah, if they wanted us to work with each other, hell yeah. I'm never one to turn down experiences like that. And I think, I think I'll show my ass off on TNT, to be honest. I think you I would think any, People like to compare me to Eddie Kingston, but I just, we're both from New York. We both talk our shit, but I think we're different. You know, he's a generation before me. I think he's like five years older than me. He's, he's, a, he's like my older brother. Like, like I, he reminds me of that generation. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I'm, I think we, we wrestle different, but. What is, if I wrestled him there, you know, that might be nuts. That might be nuts. If I, if I get my name up on NWA power to where, where I'm sure it's going to happen, where like people are more and more people are starting to recognize me. And once they see who, what I'm about, then, then I think the more they see me, the less they'll compare me to him, you know, or maybe they'll just see the differences in our wrestling style, our attitude, you know, I'm a little more flashy, you know, he, 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 the way he talks, he brings out a little more emotion. He he's about, he he's able to he's able to like I said garner that compassion more than me. Whereas I'm 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 trying I'm a little funnier, you know, a little little meaner. But I don't know, man. The crossovers. I'm just trying to get my name up for people to be like, oh, I want to see him versus the guy in that company. And if it happens, it happens. And I'm gonna be keep working hard until it does. 100%. You know you got a fan at it. You know you got a fan in the six. Canada is here. We're with you. We support you. And we appreciate you. I do. Like I said, you won me over five months ago. And I've been following you ever since. And I was so super stoked for this interview. And it couldn't have gone any better. And I appreciate the time. Minus the Zoom fuck up. But that was Zoom's fault. It wasn't my fault. It was yeah, Zoom's fault. It's not us. <laughs> Remind me not to buy any fucking stock in Zoom. <laughs> 100%. And also, don't. I, I'm thankful that you don't hate me for saying pineapple on pizza is okay. I appreciate you not hating me. <laughs>
You grew up in Toronto. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, sir. I, I Again, I want to thank you for giving me the time today. And I want to officially let you know you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. You and I were on Instagram together. We converse with one another all the time. And you know I'm going to be right there with you. And every time you have a killer match, you know I'm going to be sharing the story. You know I'm going to be telling you amazing match. And like I said, I had a fan geek out moment when you shared my story. And then I was like, dude, great match. And you were like, thanks, bro. And I was like, hey, can I get you on the podcast? And you're like, yeah, let's set it up. I was like, oh, my God, this is the easiest thing ever. And I appreciate that, man. I really do. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I live in Hollywood now, but I'm not Hollywood. You approach me in the street. I'm like, I'm I'm real as a guest. Like, I'm not. I'm, I don't know. One day I signed a $10 million contract. Maybe I act a little different. Who knows? But I'm not there. Who knows? I'm not there now. I'm, I'm still in the streets. I'm accessible. That's it, man. I like I, I appreciate people who appreciate me. Cause there's a lot of hate. I know I'm doing something right when I'm I see people hating on me on Twitter. I know I'm doing something right. The more haters, the better, you know? But then also when, when I have people who appreciate what I do, I gotta show the love back. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I don't we're not kissing ass. Like just appreciate, you know what I mean? Appreciate the art. Absolutely. So I appreciate you, man. But you support me early in my career. I'm still early in my career. I ain't nobody, you know? So it's not like you, 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 I always like when people, they don't jump on a bandwagon. It's no bandwagon, you know? Oh, I like that guy. He, oh no, like people want to say, oh, I like the Kansas City Chiefs after they won the Super Bowl. Nah, I've been a fan for years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I fight, if I do win a world championship, it's like, we're going to share it. Like I was riding with this guy, when, you know, Davey Boy Smith is slamming him on his head, you know? So I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be on the podcast, interview, wow. whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, it's a conversation. I don't do interviews. I have conversations with amazing people. And now I can add you I can add you to that list. Before I let you go, please shout out your socials so everyone can follow you and, and, and jump on the Slice Boogie train. Instagram, Twitter, Slice Boogie, S-L-I-C-E. B-O-O-G-I-E. Holla at me there. I'm probably going to have a pro wrestling tea store up soon. I only have one shirt and it has an F word on it. So they telling me I need like a family, family friendly t-shirt, but uh, follow me there, man. I'm only getting started. Like I didn't even like, I didn't even drop my album. Like I'm like a rapper in the streets right now who just dropped a couple songs. Wait, wait till the whole album drop. So y'all holla, get, get at me early. You know what I'm saying? Before I'm going to blow up soon, but thanks for having me, bro. You already know. Absolutely, my brother. And before you go, if you could do me one favor and just let them know who they're watching or who they're listening to on YouTube and on any podcast platform. You can just shout out Straight Talk Wrestling. You already know, Slice Boogie. Straight out of Queens, New York. I'm here in ATL right now, but I'm talking to Straight Talk Wrestling. Wait, we get it. You get it straight. You know, none of that bullshit, none of that. Oh, I didn't like that match. Nah, we talking facts here. Straight talk. You already know. Much love, my brother. Much love. Again, you know I'm with you. I'm down since day one. And the next time you want to come back, like I said, hit me up on Instagram. We're going to do this all over again. It was an amazing conversation. All right, bro. Thank you, man. All right. Peace out, my dude. Later. 
Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Any with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my favorite.